0: Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Morning, everyone, or good afternoon, whenever you're hearing this or reading this. This was a tough one to write for me for a number of reasons. Readers may find themselves objecting to some of what I discuss here, Some of what I'm saying, and I want to state at the outset of this article, this audio, that I could be wrong. I'm not afraid to admit it. And I see this article, this audio, as a part of a process in determining truth regarding God's word. I want to be correct about any interpretation that I pin to his word. Not because I want so-called bragging rights, but because when I stand before him, I want him to tell me that I endorse his word and was correct about a majority of things related to it. Now, I realize that I'm not going to be correct about everything simply because I am a fallen human being saved by grace and growing through a combination of his grace, my submission, and ultimately his ability to save me to the uttermost. And that applies to you as well. No one in this life will be 100% correct at 100% of the points. It's not going to happen. The idea that I or you will arrive to a perfect knowledge in this life is a bit absurd to consider, but we can get close and we should endeavor to get as close as possible. There are truths that we can actually know. For instance, we can and should know that salvation comes through Christ alone through grace alone, in faith alone. There is no work that I can add to the finished work of Jesus. He is Almighty God, the second person of the Trinity, Creator, Savior, Messiah, and ruler of the universe that He created. There are other truths that I will not negotiate on because the Bible clearly lists them for us. We either believe them as they are revealed or we reject them. But those truths Are clear. Now, if you want to know more about what I believe the Bible teaches, simply go to the page at studygrownoblog.com labeled Our Beliefs. Now, having said all this, we all know that there is wiggle room in certain areas, especially in the area of prophetic discourse. But human beings are funny, aren't we? We will often land in a particular viewpoint and then tend to believe everyone else who does not share that same belief is 100% wrong, and we will even go so far as to call them a heretic. We're not afraid to tell them either that they're wrong, and often because there is disagreement, there is often acrimony between Christians. We should be willing to discuss, to consider, to absorb another thought or opinion and compare it to Scripture. What What does the Bible have to say? If we still believe our view is the stronger view, that's fine. However, we should not be so quick to condemn unless we are talking about another gospel, which promotes a false salvation, which isn't salvation at all. Since I began writing this particular series, uh, Revel- Rethinking Revelation 6, well, I wasn't sure where I was going to land, really. I knew that there were things I didn't quite agree with, but I wasn't sure how I disagree with them or what what they meant instead. The thing that continues to bother me has to do with seal one of Revelation 6 verses one and two, but that whole section is verses one through eight. And here we're talking about the first four seals or what is commonly referred to as the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Now in John's vision, He sees many things, and starting in Revelation 6, 1, he sees a white rider, excuse me, a white horse with a rider. That rider wears a type of crown and comes conquering and to conquer. Now, I was always taught since Bible college days that this particular rider is the Antichrist. I've espoused that myself. I even said it recently within the last six months. It seemed to make perfect sense, but I think... I was missing something, and I'd like to ask a question or two and point out some interesting, at least what I consider to be interesting, um, situations or facts, and I'd like you to consider them. If each of the four seals has a horse and rider, why is it we generally only personify the first horse and rider? Each horse is a different color, and each rider has something he uses against global society. Yet, Only the first rider on the white horse we take to mean an actual person in this physical sphere. The other three are not personified and are simply ascribed things like war or pestilence, etc. The first rider on the white horse, however, is said to be the Antichrist, and some believe him to be Jesus. Is it because the rider wears a crown? I think that has been the main reason. He is seen as an imposter trying to be like Jesus. I'd like to offer something else here and see if it gels with you and with the tone or meaning of Scripture. Are you willing to do that? What if the first horse and rider represents something else other than the Antichrist? What if without this particular horse and rider, the other seals, two, three, and four, could not really occur? certainly wouldn't occur to the degree that they're going to occur, or maybe are in the process of occurring. Everything then is based on what the first horse and rider will be and do. And by the way, I will state this up front as well. I fully believe that the first four seals all clearly paved the way for the man of sin slash son of perdition slash antichrist to rise to the top of the heap. Without these four seals, he wouldn't be able to rise. And if not for the opening of these four seals, with seal one especially, I do not believe the Antichrist would have an opening to gain world dominance. So the first four seals lay the groundwork, building on each previous seal, making the Antichrist's appearance a sure thing. Each seal does something to global society that pushes the world toward the point where Antichrist can and will make his appearance. Now, as I've discussed before in this series, I do not see the actual starting point of the 70th week spoken of by the prophet in Daniel 9 24 to 27 in any of the four seals. I just don't see it. They could be built into one of them without specifically mentioning it, but I don't simply see a specific point that we can acknowledge or point to as being the actual starting point of the tribulation in the Revelation 6 passage. And we know from Daniel passage chapter 9 that the tribulation officially starts when this coming Antichrist will confirm a covenant, which implies it's already in existence by then, with the many. And what does the many mean? Nations? Israel? I've read both for one week seven years now this coming week is the final week of human history and culminates in the physical return of jesus to this earth so while daniel provides the actual starting point of the tribulation i simply do not see it mentioned in the revelation 6 passage do you i don't see it it's not there it could be built into it but i don't see it it's not glaringly obvious so for now, I'm going with the premise that the first seal, the white horse and rider, is not the actual Antichrist. But it is instead part of a global phenomenon that paves the way for the Antichrist to rise. So what does it represent that will make the arrival of the actual Antichrist easier? I'm beginning to think that the first horse and rider represent the global and continual obfuscation of truth. If we consider what has been happening throughout the globe since COVID, we gain an understanding of how this obfuscation of truth has worked. It's simply not, by the way, related to COVID either, but there are numerous areas in which I believe the obfuscation of truth has laid the groundwork for the coming man of sin who is opposed to God, Second Thessalonians 2. How is he opposed to God? Well, everything about the Antichrist is a lie. It is all based on lies. He will be a master at obfuscating truth and transfixing the majority of global society with his lies, leading them like the Pied Piper to their destruction. Now, just some of the lies global society has and continues to deal with are this. covid Underneath COVID, we've got safe and effective jab, PCR testing, long COVID, lockdowns, masks, and jabs we were told would stop transmissions and infections. That's just some of the ones under COVID. Then we're dealing with climate change. We're pushing renewable energy sources, pushing fake food, eliminating cows and farms, eliminating things that use fossil fuels, meaning the vehicle you drive, the generators you use, the electricity that you use in your home when you turn on a switch. We got to get rid of all those things, according to the leader of the UN. Creation of 15-minute cities, digital health passports, which are said to be safe, secure, easier. Also, we're dealing with USA's southern quote-unquote secure border, we're told by Mayorkas, How many times have we been told, oh, the the southern border is secure? No, it's not. It's securely open. Uh, We are dealing with Ukraine versus Russia, a.k.a. World War III. There is political upheaval and realignment of nations throughout the world. We're coming up to dealing with CBDCs, digital currencies, the elimination of cash, artificial intelligence, social media censorship, The January 6th insurrection, quote unquote, the attempt to overthrow the USA by a bunch of people who didn't have weapons. Finally, for now, there's plenty more, but here's one. The last one I'm going to give you right now is transgenderism. We're told men can become pregnant. People can change their genders. Look, with respect to just COVID, we now know unequivocally that the lies surrounding COVID are many, too many to detail here. But... You know, I've done so in previous articles and episodes. Ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine were said to not be effective in treating COVID. Get them off the table. Forget it. Don't ever use them. Forbid their use. Insurance companies, stop paying the copay on them. Don't, doctors aren't allowed to write prescriptions. Remdesivir was then the replacement drug. That was ballyhooed, which created major organ failure. That, coupled with putting patients on ventilators, wound up killing them instead of making them better. We were told that the COVID jab was the only thing that would actually keep people from getting COVID and stopping the transmission to others, that the jab was safe and effective and everyone needed to get it. None of it turned out to be true. How could experts not know? Well, apparently they didn't know, or did they? But now they're trying to backtrack to exonerate themselves. Most within global society turned on those who didn't willingly roll up their sleeves to receive the emergency youth authorized experimental jab. They wanted us at the very least pushed to the fringes of society. Many were very vocal about making sure that unvaccinated people did not get emergency care. If they didn't take the jab, no health care. Many of those folks, interestingly enough, have since died suddenly because they did take the jab and they developed blood clots, aneurysms, strokes, or heart attacks because of it. And the lies continue that there are no adverse effects, that the deaths can't be attributed to the vax. So the denials continue regarding the jab and adverse effects in death. This is just COVID-related. We're not even going to get into the other things I listed above much much of it connected to the scam of climate change. They're trying to build a new world order, a one world order on climate change. My point is simple, the world has been experiencing a constant stream of lies that have gutted The ability of many to think clearly. People have been taken in by the lies, spread by the rider on the white horse. That was his job, to lie, to conquer and continue conquering global society through lies. And he has been very, very successful. Now, of course, lies have always been with us, haven't they? Just read the Psalms or Proverbs to understand this about human nature. Just read Genesis 3 to understand how Satan, the supreme liar, used lies and deceptive language to trap our first parents into changing their relationship with our Creator and bringing destruction upon themselves and us because of it. However, the big difference in all the lies that have come before this decade and the lies now is that previous to COVID— Lies were localized. Since COVID, the obfuscation of truth has taken on global meaning. In other words, the effects of lies by people in power is conflated to affect the entire globe all at once. All at once. Because leaders of nearly every nation embraced and spread those lies, forcing mandates on all of society throughout the world. Now, because of this, the obfuscation of truth has taken root in every aspect of society. Workplace environments, in families, social media, in public, political arena, everything. It's not going away, folks. It is here to stay. And not only is it here to stay, but it will grow. I don't recall previously the vast numbers of people who, who will come before and sit before congressional hearing panels and deliberately lie to members of Congress as they do today. And even if Congress were to recommend, um, you know, that these liars be treated as criminals with situations with filed against them, We've got Merrick Garland, who is the head of the DOJ, who will probably ignore those requests, refuse to bring charges against any of these liars. So we've got that going on today. These people come to Congress and they lie deliberately, either by stating something that is not true or by stating that they don't know when they actually do. Worse, they refuse to answer questions under the guise of not commenting on an ongoing quote-unquote investigation, or it's not in their purview. That's not the purpose of why they're, you know, before Congress that day. Social media has also become a place where people have to talk in code, or algorithms will see certain words and silence a person. Censorship of truth is in full swing on nearly all social media platforms. The obfuscation of truth is the groundwork for what is coming. And without it, Seals 2, 3, and 4 could not occur nearly as easily or with such coming ferocity. Because of the obfuscation of truth, families are torn apart, nations are at each other's throats, and the world is being plunged into a global war between Ukraine and Russia. Everyone is supposed to side with Ukraine against Russia. Because of the obfuscation of truth, we are to accept the faulty notion that climate change is destroying the earth, with the head of the UN recently calling for the complete destruction of things that rely on fossil fuels. Yeah, let's see him fly around the world without fossil fuels. Because of the obfuscation of truth, peace on earth is the thing of the past, that seal two. Inflation and scarcity of food and other items is becoming the norm, that seal three. Massive death worldwide will be the result, seal four. And I believe that's already happening. So yes, what did I just say? Seal one, two, three, and four are already happening. In my mind, seal one, the white horse and the rider is not the antichrist, but the near total obfuscation of truth so that people will believe and embrace lies as truth. This is not just in the secular arena, but also within Christendom, It's right there, as noted by both Paul and Peter in their epistles and Jesus in Matthew 24. The entirety of the the planet is awash in lies because of the deliberate and ongoing obfuscation of truth. And people are reacting to those lies as though they are truth. A good deal of this is artificially created by the media, which has not been interested in truth for decades. We are presented with one picture, and that is what many to most accept. That's the narrative. Accept it, and if you don't, you're a conspiracy theorist and away with you. Can you see how the first four seals can so clearly and easily create a situation throughout the globe where the Antichrist will be fully accepted by nearly all of those living on the earth? There will be such a mess caused initially by the obfuscation of truth that the world will clamor for anyone who will claim to have the solutions to the mess we're in. And consider this, if the rapture were to occur at any point during the first four seals, and also the revelation of quote-unquote aliens, which are demons in disguise, all this is going to only add to the difficulties this earth will face. Without seal one which I believe is the obfuscation of truth, the other seals would not be able to occur to the global degree represented. In order for the second, third, and fourth seals to occur with such ferocity, seal one must do its work and have its day. And seal one, I believe, is the absolute obfuscation of truth so that the entire world believes lies and acts accordingly. I think it's only going to get worse and I think each successive seal that has, in my opinion, already begun to open, seal 2, 3, and 4, they will also worsen. Absolutely. We also need to remember that God himself sends a strong delusion so that people believe the lie, Second Th- Thessalonians 2.11. Whatever that lie happens to be, and we know that there are plenty of them right now, between COVID, climate change, and other things, those lies are being accepted as truth. Why? Because God is sending, has sent a strong delusion. The fact that you, dear listener, have not bought or succumbed to the lies that prevail now as testimony of Christ within you, you being one of the elect cannot be deceived in that way because it is simply not possible according to scripture, Matthew twenty four twenty four. And that's not because you or I are smarter than other people. It's because the Holy Spirit lives within you, seals you, and works to protect you as you continue to submit to his authority over you. So let me recap and be clear. While I do not necessarily believe Seal 1 is the Antichrist, I fully believe that the first four seals especially build the foundation and pave the way for the man of sin to appear on the scene. The world is being destroyed through massive obfuscation of truth. Lies lead to destruction. This is what's happening. This is the starting point with seal one. Without this, the other seals cannot occur. It all starts with lies. Satan, the father of lies, caused humanity to fall through his lies lies create massive damage between people and nations globalized obfuscation of truth something fairly new by the way is the means by which satan is gaining dominance over the entire globe something he could not do so easily before this particular decade's technological achievements the lies will only increase truth will continue to be ignored and obfuscated pushed to the side, replaced with lies. Seals 2, 3, and 4 will continue and increase in ferocity. And when all seems lost and hopeless, Antichrist will then step up onto the world stage and be hailed as Savior of the world and Messiah to Israel. I don't want to leave this on a downer note, but I also don't want to prolong this particular episode because of its length already. I don't really like to talk... 2,500 words or more, but that's what I'm having to do with this one. In our next our next episode in this series, I'll talk about what our approach to this growing obfuscation of truth should be. What do we need to do? How do we need to live? That's what I want to talk about next time. But in the meantime, I thank you for joining me. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Be gentle, be kind, be compassionate, but tell me what you think. I would appreciate it. And until we meet again, I pray that God would open your eyes to show you how much he loves you. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective.